today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. More stuff about the waterfront. Uh, this has uh, been an ongoing concern for many, many years here in this city, of course. And uh, a lot of the uh, the consternation, I guess, uh, seems to uh, focus on the Sarkoa restaurant, uh, which has been down there for quite some time right now. It was initially, of course, it was federal land, and there was a remember the federal water thing that was there there, and it was not much of a thing. So they, the city took it over. And they were looking for bidders. Long story short, the uh, Sarkoa restaurant ended up opening up. It has been a bone of contention for quite some time right now. It's too noisy. There's not enough business. Uh, what was in the lease? Who promised whom to what? Uh, on and on it goes. Well, now it looks like Sarkoa has come to an end. Uh, they are auctioning off the equipment, the furniture, the fixtures. Notwithstanding the fact that uh, the uh, one of the owners, uh, Sam Destro, uh, pledged at the beginning of the summer that they weren't going away. Uh, kind of looks like they might. What's going on? John Best has been covering the store for quite some time, of course, publisher of the Bay Observer, and uh, he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Hi, John. How are you doing today? I'm well, Bill. Thank you. Were you surprised by this uh, this latest turn? Not really. Uh, you know, this thing has been obviously in the works for quite a while, and uh, um, at the end of the day, uh, there, there wasn't going to be a solution that was going to allow a quick resumption of business down there. So I think they're, they're you know, they're at a point where they're trying to salvage some value out of, uh, out of uh, some of their huge investment. They invested $5 million in leasehold improvements, and unfortunately most of that is not movable, uh, but uh, at least they get the furniture and fixtures out of there. And, uh, um, you know, th- there's kind of an eerie silence over this thing right now, to be honest. Uh, both both sides have lawyered up pretty good, and I I think really this is it is probably the end of Sarcoa as a as a going concern, uh, but I don't by no means the end of this uh, dispute. Well, maybe one of the reasons they're quiet on this is there's an outstanding lawsuit right now, fifteen million dollar legal battle. Uh, Sarcoa is going after the Waterfront Trust and of course the City of Hamilton as well. Now. Uh, we could spend, uh, I guess, another two hours talking about the nuts and bolts of that, who said what and where the, uh, the, the, the assertions are and the finger-pointing is right now, but nobody seems to want to talk about it. Well, that's true, and, I mean, that's typical of any lawsuit, but uh, I, I would say that if, if we're talking about whether they were uh, given to believe that they could have music on the patio, if that's the issue, and I think it is really the core issue, in the suit, I mean, there's, if nothing else, there's photographic evidence, there's news coverage of the opening, but, there, you know, there's photographic evidence of, of uh, you know, board members. I saw a picture of Tom Jackson uh, on the opening night uh, greeting the audience, and he's standing on a stage that's got two great big speakers and a keyboard and a couple of electric guitars behind him, so it would be be very difficult to claim that uh, you know we had no idea that the music was going to be amplified uh, it, it clearly was a was a rock music setup and uh, so you know we'll, we'll see where that all goes and of course we've seen the lease the original lease that was drawn that had this uh, diametrically opposed language in it on the one hand saying that there would be music on the patio and then another line saying but all local ordinances need to be adhered to. So uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting trial, I think. Uh, although these things tend to drag on so long that people lose interest. 
Yeah, but John, you've been doing a lot of work on this. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, before any of the other media, including ourselves, frankly, we're de- rolling our sleeves up onto this. You were lifting up rocks and trying to find some stuff like this and uh, trying to get some answers. And you mentioned the lease itself, and I know that you went over the lease uh, and you wrote articles about that in the Bay Observer. What kind of response did you get from both sides when you said, tried to explore, <laughs> I, I guess, get some sort of an explanation about the incongruity of the language in that lease? Well, really, um, I don't get any response uh, when I when I try to uh, get information directly from uh, the Waterfront Trust. I recently requested uh, the minutes of their meetings for the last two years. They say their meetings are public. I uh, approached a board member who forwarded my request to uh, Werner Plessel, the executive director. That was three weeks ago, and uh, I still haven't seen those minutes. So I, I don't get any response, really, uh, when I, you know, I get some response, but, but very seldom. I have to go through the city, mostly, because they fund uh, a fair amount of this activity. And at the end of the day, uh, as you uh, mentioned earlier, and, and you know, it's ultimately it's going to be the city that's going to backstop this lawsuit. Uh, however, you know, not only backstop it from the standpoint of probably being ultimately responsible for whatever the settlement may be, but also uh, the legal fees that are piling up as we speak. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.